Welcome to Meet the Actor at the Apple Store, Regent Street in London. Please welcome guest moderator from Empire Magazine, Chris Hewitt. Uh, Cuba Fury is a sweet and funny rom-com that showcases the fast and furious feat of its creator and star, Mr. Nick Frost. Before we meet Nick, let's take a look at the trailer. Oh, I would not like to be those tires. Oh, yeah, very amusing. Got the new boss starting this morning. I hear he's a ball most all. Apparently he is a sheep. You mean like a tranny? Wow, wow, you are. You can look, but don't touch. We should still have room in our life for a fat best friend. Oh. 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 Are you all right? Where am I? Am I in England? No, I'm fine. <laughs> she is beautiful. Mm. Way out of my league. She's like a 10, I'm a 2. It's like a butterfly going out with a parsnip. You've got to put yourself out there. Make a notice, you, Bruce. Ah! Ah! Was there pastry in this bag? Yeah, I had an ice bun. Oh! Come on, little son. I don't dance. All right, make yourself useful. <laughs> she was at the pub and she was salsa dancing. All girls love a man who can dance. You could dance. Get a fire in my heels. Oh, feet of flame. If you really like this girl, salsa your way in. <laughs> The boy with fire on his hips. What do you want from me? Just one lesson. Blow away the cobwebs. My name is Bijan. Nice to meet you. I'm Bruce. Bijan means hero. What does Bruce mean? Uh, bush or hedge. Come on, we got work to do. Legs of a stallion. Armed of an eagle. I said an eagle, not a flipping heron. Use guys like you to get advice about men like me. You don't know about me. I don't know. I dance. I would love to see that. What happens at lunch stays at lunch. Let's settle this like men. You need to dance, Bruce. Gotta reach out and grab it. Your wrists are limp. Oh, your dick is limp. This is your time, Bruce. I'm gonna be late for my ball wax. I'll call you later. <laughs> I've got something that you don't have. Do you know what that is? Type 2 diabetes. Please welcome the creator, star, and producer of Cuba Fury, Nick Frost. Hey everyone, thanks for having me. You know what I mean? Ooh, <laughs> please don't break. <laughs> that would be awful, I'd kill myself. I would kill myself. Well, what um, a start that would be, yeah. If you killed yourself, that would be awful. Yeah. Don't do that, please. Um, so I more people are going to see the film. <laughs> True. <laughs> if I introduced you as uh, the creator, star and producer of Coop and Fury, that wasn't an accident because this was all yours. You're, you're doing it in a way. You, had, you sent a... 3 a.m. email, wasn't it, to the yeah. producer? Yeah, yeah, a little bit drunk. I'd always had a secret, a dirty little secret, and that was I wanted to be a dancer. Um, but I never told anyone. I kind of like dancing, but the very notion that I could, and even should be, <laughs> a dancer seemed ridiculous. And so one night, full of, full of wine and, and, and special brew, I sent <laughs> Naira, our producer, um, a kind of... <laughs> kind of angry email saying, hey, how, how about, and I kind of just pitched the whole thing. And I went to bed and I kind of woke up the next morning before 
I, I, I had my child, so I kind of woke up kind of late and had a really horrible feeling that I'd done something awful. <laughs> and it was only when I checked my inboxes and I saw a, a message from Naira, my producer, saying, hey, that's a great <laughs> idea, that it dawned on me just what terrible trouble I was going to be in. I think like a kind of serial, like the Zodiac killer, I wanted to get caught, essentially. And I was kind of relieved and terrified when I did get caught because I knew I would then have to commit to it. Well, what did you think was going to happen? Did you think, what was the worst that could have happened from that email? Uh, what actually happened? <laughs> what actually happened was the worst that could have happened. So seven months of dance training. Yeah. 15 months later, you guys were on set for the first time. Yeah. I think in my worst it could happen scenario, I get shot in the shoulder. So it, I was one under that. So I was all right. There's, you know, someone comes in to rob pineapple. I foil the robbery and take a 38 through the shoulder. That was the worst case. So <laughs> this is probably like one better. So a little bit of blood loss, you'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. You'd be okay. Not, uh, the, em not the emotional bleed out that I <laughs> suffered yeah, on true. the dance floor every day. Uh, by the way, did you make any sort of inappropriate purchases as well when you were sent this email at three in the morning? Did you wake up the next morning and go, oh, did I just buy that? What am no, I that's a fairly recent thing. I've only just got those... Um, those things that you can, you know, you can just buy things with the click of a button. So right. my wife keeps coming up to me and saying things like, did you just buy a first edition Day of the Triffids? <laughs> uh, oh, d did I? Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess I must have. <laughs> so she's, I've kind of been barred from buying things. Okay, so um, why salsa? Um, I think I, I, w I worked at a Mexican restaurant when I was a younger man and uh, the, the, the management would send hundreds and hundreds of hours of salsa music for us just to play on a constant loop while we served really angry businessmen just kind of mediocre hamburgers and I think I was afraid of it and I was it, I was kind of terrified and sick of hearing it and it just felt like the thing that I wanted to conquer most was my hatred of that and you'd never danced salsa before you'd never no not at all I mean my my dance history was I think headbanging because I was a heavy metal kid mm. Then uh, I loved the Happy Mondays, yeah. so it was a lot of bezzing on going on. <laughs> and then the Stone Roses, which was simple because it was just this. <laughs> Perfect dance. Uh, and then I was a raver for years and years. Yeah. And again, that's just a, a one or a two, two fist uh, pump combo. <laughs> uh, so it was easy, you know, doing that kind of dancing, but ha having to do this, I think one of the hard, I mean, the training was pretty hard anyway. But having to, t t uh, this is going to sound weird because it sounds like something you just set, set after straight away, but having to hold another woman was really weird for me. I can feel myself becoming slightly Hugh Granted now, thinking about <laughs> I, 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 I put my hand here and uh, just, oh, oh, good Lord, I'm so sorry. Um, you know, and Susanna, who's in the film, who was my teacher, uh, you know, she'd just kind of throw herself into me. No, like this, like this. And it's like, oh, God. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, can, I can feel them. Uh, so it took a while, you know. It took a while before you realised that that's not what salsa music is about. It is about that. But it's also about just finding someone who you are, who you are matched with and, and dancing with them. Yeah. And enjoying that for what that is not what it could potentially lead to. Yeah, absolutely. So the first day you turn up yeah. at a Pineapple Dance Studios, were you aware of what you were going to get yourself into? Had you been <laughs> looking on YouTube at videos and going, oh my God, I, this is, I, can't, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, a little bit, but I never... It was just... 
it was just terrible, you know. I think, because they, I mean, there's so many different dances going on there and there's so many different people and people trying out and just hope, there's so much hope in that building that I could be picked, you know, it could be me. And we, we trained in this tiny little glass box full of mirrors down in the basement. Right. And I think you have to walk down these stairs and they store people on the stairs waiting to go into... So me walking down these tiny stairs while there are yeah. kind of 50 ballerinas all yeah. just looking at me as if to say, why are you here? Why You don't belong here. Right. What are you doing? Are you cleaning the toilets? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was... It was I, you know, I, I just felt... I felt like, <laughs> what have you done? What have you done? Because also it's that thing now that w wheels are in motion and there is money, there is a budget. So you can't pull out. You, you can't, I'm the producer. I can't now say, can we, can we not do it? <laughs> can it be about a man eating a big wedding cake? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll do seven months training for that. <laughs> I probably wouldn't need seven months. Uh, but yeah, the training, let me just say, the training period for Cuban Fury for me was six Six hours a day, five days a week for seven months. That's all I did was dance all the time. And it, it got to a point where I, it was like I worked at Pineapple. <laughs> Morning, Alan! You know, we'd so you work in, in the and, toilets, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was kind of, you know, I mean, it took about three or four months before there was a click and it felt like I belonged and I could dance. And then it never really got easier because the the better and better you got, the more and more they put on you, you know. What about things like muscle strains or blisters? Did anything you suffer uh, from any of those? No, not at all. My, the worst thing was, and it probably took uh, nine or ten months after we finished shooting, but my feet um, went numb, essentially. The last, like, three toes on my left and three toes on my right. Oh, lovely. So uh, every morning I'd spend, but you do that thing where you just come and sit down, but with your legs out, and you'd kind of have a stretch, and then you'd tape your feet up and squeeze into these tiny pumps, and it, it <laughs> felt like I belonged at one point, you know. Fantastic. But it's okay. Apparently, dancers, if you dance long enough, you don't feel your feet anymore, which is kind of weird. <laughs> there's a, we've got a clip coming up now which, which showcases. There's, there's a, two different levels, I guess, you're dancing in this movie because your character, Bruce, I don't sure. know if you want to explain who Bruce is, first yeah. of all, before we go in, get into this. Oh, well, Bruce, I play Bruce, and he's... Um, we start the film with Bruce, and he's a 14-year-old dance master and it's the eve of the national finals and he and his sister uh, Sam who's played by Olivia Coleman they, they they really are quite quite amazing and then on the eve of the big national finals something terrible happens and Bruce decides to turn his back on the world of salsa um, forever and then we jump forward 25 years and that young young man with fire in his heels has now become uh, overweight sad sack bruce garrett 41 um and yeah his his life is kind of in a rut and he's not sure what to do with his life he doesn't really like doing anything he's happy riding around on his little brompton and eating four yogurts <laughs> and you know that's his life really and he's he doesn't really have anything so when he meets um rashida jones's character julia um it just ignites something in him again and he he follows her, they're in a pub one night and he sees her and she goes up the, the stairs to the function room and he follows her up and he opens the door and she is uh, doing salsa, as you saw on the uh, trailer there. Uh, and it, it, it blows him away and he decides that he's going to get up off his, off his arse and, 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 and to do it again, to, to find salsa and, and to start to dance, to impress this girl. 
And so to do so, he goes back to his former mentor. Yeah, Ian McShane. Ian McShane. And, uh, Playing and himself, weirdly. <laughs> and here, in a, in a strange way, he gets his uh, bottom handed to him. So let's have a quick look at this clip, and then we'll talk about it later on. Thank you. I hear about you. Ah, the boy with fire on his hips. Well, that was a long time ago. You're in my yard now. Oh, oh Christ. Good. Oh, well. Whenever I watch that, I'm reminded of the slumber down duck and hippo. <laughs> if they ever do a live action film of that, those adver adverts, then I think I'm um, doing. Uh, who was that lady? That was Yannette Fuentes, who's amazing. Yeah. Um, she does. She works with Shakira, and I think she's bum doubled for Shakira. Um, and her hips, they don't. They don't lie either. You've you've seen them. But she did. We you know we 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 trained a lot together, and she did this movement. She could do this movement where she moved her bum on, on, on like six different planes. I don't even know <laughs> if there are six planes. But, and it was a move that I coined. We called it the tsunami. Because it, you couldn't, A, you couldn't get out of the way of it. And B, it was so compelling that you just knew it was going to hit you. And there was nothing <laughs> you could do to stop it. Uh, she, she was amazing. You yeah. know, she... Uh, I mean, to, 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 a, to a woman, to a man, everyone who, who I dance with, had nothing but support for me. And it mm. was an amazing thing that, that that would be the case. I never once in that seven-month period felt that perhaps... <laughs> and and you would, they would kind of be forgiven for this, that they would perhaps laugh a little bit about me or uh -huh. yeah. laugh that I can't do it like they can. Yeah. But I didn't... I mean, if they did, they were really good at <laughs> doing it on, on their own when I wasn't in the room. Yeah. And without, great. Uh, without giving too much away, at one point, you know, for a man who, who has said in the past you had a fear of dancing, yeah. you, had, you had to dance in front of, was it 500? 500 dancers, people. yeah. Yeah, the finale was at Coco in Camden Palace, and uh, it was a, a, a dance-off in front of 500 of the countries, if not Europe's best salsa dancers, and it was, for someone who has a fear of dancing in, in, in front of people, it was uh, uh, terrifying, really. <laughs> it was, I think I was, uh, I was so happy that I had... Rashida Jones there and Olivia Coleman because essentially we could just look at one another and phase everyone else out and just work through what we were going to do because all I mean all the dancing is 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 me um, so that big live three minute show dance at the end was me doing a live three minute show dance 
um, but it kind of took two or three days to shoot. So it was te it was terrifying. And the, the salsa community who came out every day, and you know they were there for seven days, I think, when, while we shot this. They were so energetic and giving, and they never the cheering never lagged, and <clears throat> it was just such a positive thing to be able to do that with those people there to support you. It could have been so different if you know because any kind of live performance you feed off off what the audience gives yeah, essentially yeah. if yeah. you're performing hint hint <laughs> uh, so more more <laughs> so yeah i mean it was it was i think you yeah <laughs> uh, it was um, you know it was pretty amazing uh, but when i was talking about uh, different levels in your dancing though uh what i meant was obviously you did seven months of training by the end bruce is back to his brilliant best yeah in that scene you have to dance poorly badly yeah deliberately yeah. how difficult was that uh, it was difficult because by that point we should have shot that first thing we sh you know yeah we should have done like a pre a pre shoot and shot that a month into training mm. you know because it was because a few times during rehearsal me and Yannick danced that and it <laughs> it looked fantastic <laughs> and everyone said no you can't you can't do it like that yeah. it's, uh, it was like um you know Les Dawson playing the piano badly yeah you absolutely. have to be able to play well before yeah. you can play badly. As Yoda said, you must unlearn what you have learned. Thanks, Chris. Yes, did you? Right. Did you? Offer the Vodafone advert. <laughs> yeah. Good old Yoda. I, have I unlearned it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I've unlearned some of the steps, um, but I, I, as I've said a couple of times, I think that the, the, the fire deep within me burns strong, uh, and I don't think that's ever going to go out. I mean, obviously it will eventually, but <laughs> not for a while. Another depressing segue. <laughs> Let's have another lovely clip, shall we? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, this one uh, features uh, Chris O'Dowd. Can you explain who Chris O'Dowd plays in this one? Uh, Chris O'Dowd is like my enemy in this, which is really difficult because he's a, he's a really good friend. And uh, if you look at me and Chris, if you go and see the film, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how far this clip's going to go. I, n I can never look at Chris in the eye. And you might argue that it's because he's a bully and he's kind of subjugated Bruce. And, you know, Bruce doesn't want to look him in the eye. But it's because... I couldn't look Chris in the eye because he's so inventive in terms of his comedy that it's, it's not fair when you work with Chris because he does something different every time. So mm. just when you think, okay, I know what he's going to say. I'm, I'm good. He'll say something completely different <laughs> and then, then it's bad again, you know. Right. But yeah, he's Drew. He's bad to the bone. But like most bullies, like, like most, you know, he's, he's hurting. Let's have a look at a clip. <laughs> Indeed. All right, bum flap, let's settle this like men. Winner takes Julia. What about HR? What happens at lunch stays at lunch. Did, um, did Chris improvise the chest bite? No, no, no. It was all. It looked it like it was raw and passionate. Oh, it, I mean, in he, the moment. he really 
Yeah, I mean, it was there. He thought, yeah, let's have a nibble. <laughs> That's the kind of actor he is. Do you uh, still bear the scars to this day? Oh, yeah. I thought you might. Uh, romantically scars as well? Yeah, both. I thought so, Physical, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, let's take some questions from you guys yes. now. There's so many of you. So uh, put your hands up if you want to ask Nick any questions. And we have roving microphones going around. Do not be shy. You haven't come all this way to be shy. Don't be shy. If you prefer, we can all close our eyes and someone just shout one. <laughs> If not, oh, there's one there. Yes, right, right, at, the back, right at the back. Right at the back. If I, if uh, cameraman, if I stand, will that be an issue for you? Yes, it will. Okay, fine. I'll uh, hi, Nick. Hello. Thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to us this evening. Thank you for asking a question. That would have been really awkward if we <laughs> just sat and, cl uh, you know, just watched the clock disappear. I would have stared uh, them out. That's my pleasure. I'm quite, I'm quite nervous. Don't be it. nervous. Thanks. What's uh, the worst that can happen? Uh, bullet through the shoulder. What? <laughs> yeah, but if you survive, oh, you've got a, a great story. A great story, a good scar. And you're always going to get laid. Well, that's true. That's Hang true. on, I just want to see what the lady doing the sign language signs for always going to get laid. <laughs> Bosh. Worth it. Worth it. It was worth it. What's your question? My question was, well, you mentioned earlier how you used to work in a, in a restaurant uh, and you came to acting relatively late yeah. compared to other people. Um, I was wondering what do you think you'd be doing now if you never got into acting? I think I would probably be the uh, be an area manager for city centre restaurants and I'd probably have uh, six Chiquitos under my umbrella um, That's not bad. in Southampton and the South East <laughs> I don't know I have no idea you know I never I, I've never really um, this is gonna sound bad but I've never really been that bothered in terms of uh, as a youth I never panicked about what I'd do and what I wouldn't do. I just had a really odd inkling that somehow it would be all right. Uh, now, as a father now myself, if my son was to come to me at one point and say, I don't know what I'm going to do, but you know what? I think it's going to be all right. I'd probably hit the roof. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it just, it just happened. It just happened. I met Simon and we made each other laugh for like two or three years and then he wrote Spaced and then it, it just snowballed from there, really. But I saw an option, I, I saw an opportunity, and, and uh, that, that, that something in, in me said, that's it, that's the one. And I took it, and that was, and that was spaced. Indeed. Incidentally, what would an area manager take home? I reckon he'd probably do 41. That's not bad. 41K in a company car. Uh, I'm quitting my job immediately. Uh, okay, so <laughs> any other questions for Nick? Yes, please, right over here. See the floodgates open. Yeah, this, you've started oh, it now. Well done. <laughs> Thanks. Hello. Hello. Uh, do you think it's sad that we quote um, all of the stuff you've been in every day? No, I think it's amazing. <laughs> I'm really flattered by that. I think it's, I think it's you know, testament to, to Edgar and Simon's amazing script writing, unless it's Paul you quote, and then that's my script writing as well. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I think you know, it's nice uh, to make films that people remember and, and, and enjoy for years and years and years. I think it would be... Worse if you made films that no one gave a fig about, you know. <laughs> Just want to see what the sign is for fig. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Ah. I don't know if that is. Uh, what quote uh, do you get most? What, yeah, what's your favourite quote? What's the favorite You've quote? got red on you. You've got red, You've got on, red on, on you. Actually, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Think about it later. <laughs> Have a chat. Grab me on the way out. <laughs> um, this lady right at the back with the red hair, you yes. had your hand up. Um, so I read somewhere, because I did some online stalking, that your friend <laughs> Simon Pegg introduced you to like great films by showing you Woody Allen movies. Yeah. 
what's your favorite Woody Allen movie and why do you connect with them? Um, I, my favorite Woody Allen movie is Annie Hall um, and then Manhattan, obviously. Um, and I connect with them. You know, when I was a kid, I wasn't this man. I was a rugby player and I liked to drink and I was an Essex man and I was an idiot, you know, and I, I didn't really think about film. You know, I'd watch a film. I remember going to watch Roger Rabbit and Nigel Benn, the World Championship boxer, sat behind me and nicked my popcorn. <laughs> For me, that's what cinema was. Cinema was not Woody Allen, you know. But inside that little boy, there was, I think, always a romantic and someone who, for want of a better term, relished the anguish of unrequited love. And so when I saw Woody Allen, it, it spoke to me personally, I think. And, and that never left me, that, that feeling of being in love and it not being returned or it being returned and then you don't want it, now you've got it, you know, that. It, it, I, I love that, you know, and it, it, it awoken, it, it, it woke something in me. I'm afraid I don't have a question nearly as deep as those, but I do have to ask, what is your favorite flavor of Cornetto? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I, I think strawberry. Yeah. It's nice. I mean, it's so synthetic. There's no fruit. I mean, there's maybe a percent of fruit in that thing. But I, because of that, I think I like it. I like, you know, I like the cheapness in certain food. I like cola over Coke, etc. So, yeah, that's... Okay. <laughs> yes, please, right over here. Thank you. I was going to say, um, do you prefer working by yourself, like in Cuban Fury or like Attack the Block, or do you prefer working with Edgar and Simon? Um, I don't mind. Different, different... Different deal, different gig, you know, it's, um, I love working with Edgar and Simon, they're my best mates, but if you, if you imagine that it's, we're just having a laugh all the time, it's, it's complete, you know, I kind of have more of a laugh on Cuban and Attack the Block, because when we do World's End, or, you know, Paul, or, or Hot Fuzz, or Shaun of the Dead, we are there to work, and what we want to shoot is so, in terms of scale, so vast that we could probably put another month on the end of our schedule and still struggle to get it in. So if you were to come on set every day and just muck about and put cling film on each other's toilets, etc., as you hear movie stars doing all the time, we'd never, ever finish, you know. We just, when we get on set, and let me just say, making a film is amazing and fun anyway, but it's also hard work. So you're up at 5 a.m. and you probably don't get home until half nine or ten, six days a week for 12 weeks. So you know, that's what we need to do to be able to make those films. And so, you know, when, you, when I make Cuban Fury, Attack the Block was amazing because it was, I was there for like three weeks and I was the oldest person on set and everyone was, you know, it was great. I felt like a, that was the first time I'd felt like an, what I thought Bill Nye must feel like all the time, <laughs> you know, just the older statesman. Hey, Nick, hey, Nick, you're right, you know, just, it was pretty good. But I'm happy either way, you know, I, li I like making films and, and television, so... I don't mind who it's with. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, there was a yes lady over here, and then let's go right over here as well. Hello. Hello. Um, I'm a film studies graduate, and yeah. I studied Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz as part of my dissertation. So okay. I spent three and a half months watching those films back to front and sideways. You're never going to get that back. No. <laughs> You'll never it's, get that time back. I know. It's fine. I don't mind. Um, so you could have been on a kibbutz. <laughs> It could have been. Um, so my question is, if you had to spend uh, three and a half months on a desert island watching one film over and over again, what would it be and why? 
Oh, that's the kind of question I wish you'd uh, tweeted me earlier. Um, why, does, why does part of me want to say the fifth element? <laughs> I do like the fifth element a lot. Um, Lilo Dallas Mobile Maybe. <laughs> um, I love Close Encounters. That's one of my favourite films. Um, that or maybe the film with Tina Margarina, Andre, about the seal. <laughs> so let's say Andre. <laughs> uh, yes, please, over here. Is there electricity on this island, by the way? How are you going to watch a film? Um, is there electricity? Yeah, oh, yeah there is. Thank okay. You. Good. Uh, hi, greetings from Melbourne. Hello. You hi. know you're in London. Yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this Skype's amazing. Can't isn't miss it. it. <laughs> Um, anyway, in the trailer we saw that uh, there was a bit where you sort of flip off a car, do, did a spin. Yeah, that was Was that me. you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've sma smashed the movie Magics. <laughs> no. I was... The only time I got hurt was in... Before... Just... The kind of section before that, there's a scene where I lift Chris O'Dowd over my head. And we kind of did it with wire... With some, you know, wire work. And... It kind of went wrong a bit, and I really kind of pulled all the muscles in my neck. So then when we went to shoot that, um, I just couldn't do it. And I was, I was secretly quite happy. Because, <laughs> you know, those wires are so thin. I think, nah. <laughs> no, surely not. Uh, yes, so no. I think there was one other hand up over here. Yes, please. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, you said you like doing film and TV stuff. Uh -huh. Is there anything you like doing other than that, like crochet? Crochet? Uh, I'm a cook. I was a cook before I was an actor, and I love cooking. Um, and I, I just, I spend, this is going to sound like I'm a, a loony, but cooking is probably the only thing I do that silences the voices. Uh, and that, that, you know, I don't know if you're into, people have it with gardening too, but, or golf, but I don't think about anything but cooking when I'm cooking. And it's, it's a dream, because usually... Uh, my head is like someone has kicked a, a, a hornet's nest at a wall. Um, <coughs> I'm all right. I'll be no, all right. No, that's good, that's good. Um, you know, so that's the only thing I do. That uh, that's the only. Th I think I'm, I'm thinking about that. It's, it's amazing. I love it. Oh, lovely. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. And crochet, of course. <laughs> <laughs> crochet Fury is going to be the sequel, I'm sure. Uh, yes, please. Right over here by the speaker. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Um, my question, I'm a screenwriting student at the moment at Southampton. Do you have any tips for the writing side of film? Keep at it, you know. I know it sounds a, very, a really simple thing to do, but just write. Write all the time. When I'm not shooting, I write all the time. I just go into my office and I sit and I just write stories or, you know, I'm kind of always working on two or three films at any one time at different points, you know. Um, and also, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer in terms of what you've put on the page, because it's about you. And, you know, I don't think you can let anyone... Obviously, if the, the grammar's terrible, that's a different thing, but in terms of the concept and, and your dream, which is what that is, um, that's entirely, completely personal, up to you. And I don't think there's a... There, there's no, you know, it's, like, it's not like catwalk modeling you're not going to get to 24 and think that's it i'm done you know it's the more you experience in your life the better your writing will be i think is the long longish answer some people recommend reading a lot of screenplays do you do that as well no i don't i don't read anything i just i have that thing that i don't i just kind of write it as if i was a 12 year old 
uh, at school. And then the thing did this, and then that happened, and then, you know, I just get it all out. And it's never going to be finished, you know. If, if that's what you need to do to get a first draft away, then you just go and you refine and you hone, and, you know, it's never quite finished. So there's so much time in terms of that. You never have to produce the finished item straight away. And even when you're shooting a film script, you have to edit it. That's another go at the script, you know. You have so many chances t to get it right. So when, you know, when we see films and the script's terrible, there's no excuse for that. That's the heart of a film. That's the cornerstone of it, you know. Uh, we have time for two last questions. I believe there's a lady just to your right. Actually, if you can just pass the microphone along. Thank you. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Um, I spent f about four years at uni watching spaced reruns, like, constantly. Some great friendships were formed. Um, <laughs> Possibly my favourite character that you've played. Mike. Amazing. Thank you very much. Um, how much fun was he to play? And do did you guys know that it was going to be, become something so cold? Um, no, not at all. Um, you know, we never... We, I mean, even, even The World's End and Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, we just go forward. We never look back, you know. Um, we just look for the next thing. And we don't dwell on our... You know, we don't dwell on past victories and and we're always looking for the next thing in terms of keeping it fresh and going forward so we never thought that you know you 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 hope that it will be a hit and then when it is you're kind of surprised by it but we don't dwell on that and in, i think in terms of mike um i love playing mike that was the first time i had I'd ever acted and it was it was really terrifying but again you know i said to that guy when when i was acting in front of these people and and the crew were laughing and you know, Jess was laughing. It really felt amazing. It felt like I, I belonged here, you know. And if you have that kind of atmosphere on a set and you, you, you work with people who you admire and, uh, you know, you want to do your best work for those people. And Mike was an amalgam of my mate Flea, who was... He was one of those characters who... You get to the age of 40 now and you think, what did I, what did I ever see in Flea? You know, he was, he was like a, he probably weighed like 30 stone and he was like a massive, generous lump. But like, <laughs> he was like 28, but he'd phone his mum at 4am crying and, and get her to get up and pick us up <laughs> at like four in the morning. But he'd do it all the time. Uh, so he was half flea and half a guy I knew called John, who was a bartender at Chiquito's, who used to tell these amazing bullshit stories about his time in the TA that none of us ever believed. And then about two years ago, I was flicking through the paper and there was a picture of John with about 50 guns protecting <laughs> David Cameron. And it turned out that all those stories were in fact the truth. Uh, so yeah, he was those two people kind of put together. Have you heard from Flea since? No, I haven't. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> okay. I bet his, no, his, his mum's probably still picking him up. <laughs> and I think we've got time for one last question. I think you had your hand up uh, in, right here in the middle. Yes, please. Um, i got to ask you, how much of the, the dance scenes were you or the stunts? Because I remember you said in an interview that you didn't want to make a movie which they would film your face and someone else would make the, the dance move with the feet yeah. and the hands and everything. And I gotta say, your body work is amazing. Not thank only Cumber Fairy, but well, in the words end. Because, yeah, because I, I saw the words end and I got impressed that you could make all the, that fight scenes, thank you know? You. So that's it. I feel really <laughs> thank well, you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I mean, I wanted to make a film where I did all the dancing. That was the point. I think there's like a, 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 there's like a percent or two percent of the stuff in there that I didn't do. When he's dancing, later on you see him dancing on top of a car. And we wanted that to be very specific kind of salsa, which is uh, Colombian. So I'm not sure why the Colombian footwork so quick. <laughs> um, so I just couldn't do it. Try as I might, I couldn't do it. I could do the, sh the shapes and the steps, but it was not quick enough. So that's not me. And uh, there's like one bit later on in the dance off that wasn't me. But, but the rest of it is, is all me. Um, and I think the, the good thing about um, World's End was I shot this before World's End. So after all the dance really? training, it, it meant that the fights in World's End, for me personally, looked slightly more balletic you know i could i was quite i could get quick turns and the flow looked looked nice you got more flexible yeah i did <laughs> <laughs> thank you time one uh, more one more quick one, one more there was yes, a gentleman oh out. wow okay did you continue dancing or did you just quit it after the film did i continue dancing or did i just quit it after the film um i continued to dance a little bit but it's it's difficult because you go from bit to bit to bit to bit so you know uh, i think i've been probably three or four times to clubs afterwards, but my wife doesn't dance. So on a Friday night, having to explain to my wife who's putting our screaming child to bed, hey, I'm gonna go out for six hours and dance with a 20, 22 year old girl from Madrid. I'll see you in the morning. It, it, doesn't, cut, it doesn't cut the mustard. Uh, so it's just really difficult, you know, but we dance a lot. We dance at home a lot and my baby loves to dance and which is uh, weirdly the name of my new album, which is that. <laughs> There is uh, one guy, he's had his hand up for about 35 yes, minutes. Yes. So we'll take this last question. So, so you have written and directed so much so far. There is one, one script that you have done when you were young, when you recently started, and you want to make it a movie now? Uh, uh, I, th I, I had this terrible fear then. I wrote a novel when I was 21 called An Alcoholic's Guide to the Holy Land. Uh, <laughs> I lived in Israel for two years, between like 18 and 20. And the way you're... <laughs> the way your question was going suggested that you had a copy of it, <laughs> which I was really panicking about. Uh, I, wrote it, I wrote it for a girl, because I fell in love with a girl and I wrote her a novel to show off. Uh, and she has it and I've never seen her since, so that's out there somewhere. Um, but no, not really. Um, I was, when I was a kid, I never wanted to act, but I always kind of wanted to be a writer. And as a younger man, I was into Solzhenitsyn and I kind of I loved his... You know, I, I love that whole... Uh, this goes back to what I was saying to you about kind of unrequited love, but I like that whole thing of being really cold with, a, with an itchy blanket on, eating a really watery soup, writing a horrible story about a girl that broke my heart. You know, that's, that's kind of where I'm from, which does it makes a horrible film. So, so no. Oh, you can try. I've lightened up a lot since, that, since my youth, so, yeah. Maybe when the Alcoholics Guide to the Holy Lands resurfaces, <laughs> we can work on that. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. That is all the time we have. Thank uh, you very much. Keep Curious out on Valentine's Day. Thanks so much for coming. Thank you to Nick Frost. Thank you. Thank, thank you very you. much. Cheers.